The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songe Zomapete on SAFM. The time has come, Mr. and Mrs. Ndumiso and Lungelo Mgadi, who are employees respectively at Department of International Relations and Cooperation, and of course the other one is a State of New York admitted attorney. Not many people I know can say that. That's the Ngadi couple, and as well as the Reds, Lungile and Sabulela Bonvu, who are at the World Bank, the two of them, senior IT officer in enterprise architecture. That is Lungile wearing a broad smile and a consultant there in Siabulela. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. One of you is breathing very deeply, I understand. You might be very nervous. But try and move away from move away from the microphone because all I hear is this. Lungile, yes. you've been in the US probably no, actually no, not you. Ndumiso, you were there. You are the FSO, Foreign Service Officer. You went there to represent us at the Washington Mission in DC and you took your lovely wife. Then you were two. You came back as three. Uh, indeed. Uh, I, uh, good evening, uh, Sungaza, and good evening to the um, listeners. Uh, we had a privilege, which I consider the biggest privilege and honor to be able to serve one's country. Um, and uh, my lovely wife, uh, Lungelo, was able to join me, uh, and we're able to serve uh, uh, our country uh, in our mission in Washington from 2014 until 2017 and uh, yes we were blessed with a baby daughter during that period uh, who's uh, our bundle of joy Stella Sotando. Stella Sotando I've met and we'll talk about her in a minute. Lungelo your crowning moment in all of this having to grin and bear diplomat is in and out of town and telling you to go here and everywhere and pretty much just packing up and following him you yourself made damn sure you walked away with something proper that not many people, including myself, don't have, and that's the certificate of being admitted in the New York Bar. That is pretty prestigious. Thank you so much. Good evening to all your listeners. Thanks, Songeza, for having us. Um, yes, we had the privilege of being able to be that side for a few years, and it was it was wonderful. And obviously because I have a a law background um, when we when we left to to move abroad I took the opportunity and so it was it was a, a situation where being prepared um, and the opportunity um, they came together and we were able to to succeed in that front We'll talk about the two of you and the cadet program that Durko offers for young aspirant persons who ultimately become our ambassadors in foreign missions around the world. But before we do that, we will have to engage the Mgadis on life where it all started, because what we really are trying to profile here is how possible it is for young couples, for young African couples especially, to do what every other person in the world has otherwise the facility to do with. A bit of opportunity, but more than that, hard work and just basically vision and sticking to a particular vision. Talking about vision, let's talk to the World Bank couple, Lungile and Siabulela Bonvu. Let's start with you, Siabulela. You went there for the most part following this guy to your left. 
<laughs> good evening, um, Songezo. Thank you for having us, and good evening to your listeners. Yes, so um, my husband and I, my husband actually got an opportunity to go work at the World Bank um, in 2016. And so <laughs> I also made the tough decision, you know, uh, where I saw the opportunity that it would be lucrative for our family. Um, so I decided to pack up and leave as well. Was it always as easy as you making it sound? <laughs> Definitely not. It hasn't been uh, all smooth sailing, but, you know, we, we know, we understand that um, it's a great opportunity and we have a vision for our family. And so you stick it through even when times, times get tough. But for the most part, it's been absolutely amazing uh, for our family and for the kids in particular. Um, you know, getting exposed to a global um, country, you know, because um, we're based in uh, Washington, D.C., and that's a melting pot. It's literally got all nations. So, it yeah. does. It does. Yeah. That's true. Budlungile, you went there on your own. You left your two do- daughters over whom you dote. I've seen you. <laughs> you left your loving wife, as you were able to say to us off air. And you went there and spent quite some time on your own. And you, I remember you telling me the story that you were carrying two massive bags. And one of the most, one thing that taught you very quickly that you were in a foreign country is how you were struggling with two bags over your shoulder mm-hmm. and not a single soul cared to assist you. That was a... That was a baptism of fire in those days. <laughs> well, I'll correct you there, but uh, just thank you for having us. Uh, thank you for inviting us to your show and uh, good evening to your viewers, as, uh, to your listeners as well. Yes, so as my beautiful wife has mentioned, you know, it was a very exciting time for us around 2016 when uh, you know, I was given an opportunity to go work at the World Bank as an enterprise architect. And uh, kn- knowing you know, the field, you know, there's not too many people who actually do that job. Uh, it's a particularly prestigious level to work for and to be selected from you know, South Africa to go and represent your country as an enterprise, correct, uh, enterprise architect at the World Bank is quite a, you know, an honor for me as well. But coming back to the story you're mentioning, yes, it's been a tough road getting there. Uh, the reason I left them behind because I didn't know what to expect when I got there. I didn't want to take them through you know, the hardships that I would have to go through in the beginning. Uh, but as you said, yes, I packed up my bags. I had two large bags that I was carrying. Uh, got onto a plane. Uh, first time leaving the country. Uh, you know, I remember a time where I actually got into the metro there, which is kind of like their how train. Uh, and, you know, all these people were just looking at me and wondering, where is this guy from? You know, who is this foreigner now with all of these bags? And, you know, I'm just sitting there with all of these bags, sweating like crazy. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. But I remember one point when I eventually got a place to sit, you know, everyone in the actual train started laughing. laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a nice introduction to, you know, a new country for me. I probably should have done it the other way around, and I'm going to take the opportunity to do so now. It wasn't always as glamorous as that. It wasn't always as funny. It wasn't always as easy. It always it, it wasn't always as charming mm-hmm. of finding yourself in the world's political capital, Washington, D.C. Yes. You'd have to start somewhere, and you were herding cattle when you did. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can just give you know my background. So likely my values and what have really built who I am is because of where I'm from. And uh, you'll find that's a story with all of us, is that our history, even though it might be not a nice history is actually what gives us the strength here. So for me, you know, I grew up in a small town called Barawat Ektua, all right? But 
combined with that, I grew up in my rural area as well, whereby, as you mentioned, we used to herd sheep, we used to milk cows, we used to milk goats, we used to, you know, crops, you know, used to ukuvuna, you know what I mean? <laughs> All of those things are slightly, in fact, majorly the things that have made me, you know, the, the, the person that I am now, because you take, you know, the, the life in the urbanized world and then you combine it, you know, with the rural things you learn and with the values you get from the rural area and you take those in combination together to really build something much more important in between a person who's able to understand the world at large so because of that you know it built how i make my decisions in life you know how i progress through my my career how i treat people how i respect everyone around me including people who haven't you know gone to school you know so those are the things that pretty much defined who i am and pushed me to where i am which is how i ended up at the world bank Summary. Siabulela, you met this young man who was living his best bachelor life <laughs> at a wedding in Cape Town. Yes, I did. That would change the entire course of your life. I know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we met in, uh, in Cape Town at a friend's wedding. Um, and yeah, so it was. <laughs> so we met and, you know, we, we instantly clicked. And uh, <laughs> and not too far, like a couple of months down the line, actually, because um, I was based in Cape Town and he was living in Johannesburg. And then um, I moved over to Johannesburg to join him. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we haven't, yeah, so we saw it since then and haven't looked back. And instantly you were a family of four. Yes, a family of four. Let's talk about those two lovely girls. Yes, so I've got, I've got two beautiful girls. Uh, the, the, there's two of them. So the other one is Ten, Aluhle, and Liema. Uh, she's 13. Uh, they're very bubbly, very loving children, very respectful, and they love family. And, you know, they've got, they've, we've instilled in them great values as well. So, yeah. Ndumiso, you and I met a couple of times in the debating circles. And, of course, there was only one result that was always going to happen there. Um, you were at Tuckies, and you met your wife there in your student days, and it's been smooth sailing ever since. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, we, we do go way back. Uh, uh, there's still, uh, every time we meet, a better about who was a better debater, but we, we will always uh, leave that uh, out. But, uh, yeah, I met my uh, lovely wife 12 years ago, uh, she came in as a student at the University of Pretoria. I still remember we were recruiting students. So we were part of what you call the South African Students Congress. So we were somewhere in, 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 in the university uh, recruiting students to join this organization. And I just remember seeing uh, this beautiful lady approaching. And uh, I just remember telling my friend that, no, you go, we have to recruit her, we have to recruit her. Uh, and uh, in, in, indeed, we did. Um, uh, and that was 2007. And uh, yeah, I, I remember her from the second moment that I met her, I told her that uh, you're going to be my wife. And second of, moment, so the first impression didn't leave an impression at all. No, 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 it, <laughs> it 
definitely did leave an impression. I'm saying uh, it, 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 that was the first occasion. I, I didn't want to freak her out and be weird and tell her on the first instant. Uh, but I couldn't help myself on the second instant. And of course, she still thought I was crazy. Uh, but I was lucky enough that she didn't run the other direction. And uh, she decided to take a chance. You were a uh, second or third year at the time? So I was a third year at the time, and she 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 was a first year at the so time. So you robbed her the experience <laughs> of being a first year student, <laughs> Lungelo, and you fell for that. I did, I did, not immediately though. Um, you know, fortunately, when you come in as a first year, you get warned like stay away from the seniors; they're going to try all this this funny business. So for a long time, we were just um, friend zoned. Yes, he was <laughs> deeply friend zoned, but. His persistence and um, his commitment to the words that he had spoken, they um, stood the test of time. And hence we are here today because he has always been faithful to what he has spoken. And um, that's one of the things that I appreciate most about him. It wasn't always easy. No. It wasn't always easy. And there were times where you were even questioning the decisions you were making yourselves as a young couple. Definitely. But you stayed the course. And here you are. Let's talk about those times where doubt occupied uppermost your thoughts. Mm. Okay, I think, especially for me, because as we as we were saying that we met at varsity, so we both had our own course. We all both had, you know, our own aspirations and what we planned to do after um, varsity. And then when he joined Durko, and this opportunity to go and work abroad um, came about, we had this discussion. And already we were having discussions about getting married. Uh, we had this discussion about, okay, maybe, you know, you would go and I'd stay. And uh, we were just trying to figure out how everything would go, would work. Um, but when it came down to it, I think we, we had to sit down and, and, you know, have a vision for our relationship and where our priorities, where we wanted to be in, say, four or five years' time. And when we were looking at that, we considered... Um, you know the distance and what that would do for our relationship and what type of relationship we did have we wanted to have and so we just decided to risk it all and um, move together and um, it hasn't been easy I mean there are definitely times where you would feel like you'd wake up and you'd wonder like I can't believe this is a decision that I just made you know what on earth you know but um, again I think if you know why you are doing something. If you know the decision, you, if, you can, if you can support the decision that you have taken and every day you can wake up and stand on that, nobody's had to convince you. So he didn't have to convince me. I wasn't living on his word. I was living on what I believed in. So it becomes a lot easier if you adopt the position for you to, to stand um, in difficult times. And so that has basically been... Um, you know the the course of our relationship where we stand together in tough times and they come they come seasons and uh, but one thing that it has done it has definitely strengthened our relationship it has definitely um, you know strengthened our position where we are today we are in a much better position because of the decisions and the sacrifices that we made together as a family and we stand by them and we are so happy Dumiso, in the early part, certainly those decisions were built around your career. You were the diplomat. You went through the cadet program. And Ulungelo had to, in a sense, hold back what could quite easily have been a fledging legal career here in the country. But 
at the end of the day, when all is said and done, it has worked out. But you had to sit on your own now, absent the couple that you are, on your own. What if this doesn't work out? I remember having these conversations with you. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, it was it was it was a big decision, and I think uh, it, it it's a lot uh, of, of 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 things that happen, especially for young couples now, because uh, especially in the diplomatic world, it's it's not like in the olden days where uh, sometimes you'll have uh, the spouse who's working. And um, you know um, the, the the wife staying at home. I mean, uh, like you said, I, I went to University Pretoria, studied political studies. My wife went there to do a BCom law. Like you say, she could have had a career uh, as 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 a lawyer. But um, even the decision for me to leave because I had decided then that this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. Uh, I had to consult it with her. So as much as Durko knows that I had put in the application, that application was already endorsed by uh, uh, Lungelo because this is the person I had decided I'd wanted to spend the rest of my life. And so we really did take a chance. Uh, but the idea of it is that we shared a vision for our family. And uh, each and every day we recommit to that decision. And every single day we try to be each other's support uh, she's been amazing. Um, I will forever be grateful for the support that she's given me uh, throughout my time, uh, whether it was in Egypt or whether it was in the United States. Uh, she, she, she has stayed the course. But the most important thing for me as well is that she, she, she doesn't lose who she is uh, because she's married to me. So I've always tried wherever we are to emphasize that she should still uh, find herself and uh, uh, she's done amazingly well uh, remember in Cairo she joined an NGO and was teaching immigrant children basic literacy and mathematics uh, I mean there's something outside of her legal um, legal field but when we got to to Washington uh, an opportunity came and uh, she really put uh, all her heart and effort she she she's by far the smartest person i know so i always believed in her so those drives to new york in those cold winters for her to go write those boards uh definitely well worth it we're going to focus on the mission work and posting shall i say both in egypt as well as the united states and how you became the de facto ambassador is the internal joke that us young south africans who spent a lot of time in your homestead were able to call you simply because of the great work you were able to do in galvanizing the foreign south african contingent in washington at least to get to know each other let's cross over now to the bonfus budlungile things are not always easy before you met uh, siabulela um I don't know to the extent that you want to share those stories. Okay. You can, and to the extent that you're not, you just swiftly move on. Because I do want to focus on, whilst the couple itself might have some challenges, mm -hmm. even individually, you have your own challenges that you are working to overcome whilst trying to overcome the challenges of now trying to make space for a second person in your life and things happening one way or the other. Whilst you have a vision, then life happens and it literally challenges everything to the extent you're comfortable talking about. It. And you know what I'm talking about. I understand. Share it. Okay. So, yes, uh, as you said, you know, I have to be careful what I share. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, in my life, basically, I actually, you know, had uh, someone else that I was actually involved with. Uh, that was many years ago. And, uh, you know, I went through the traumatic uh, experience of, you know, them leaving my life, you know, like them passing away. And, uh, you know, it's very tough 
you know, to go through something like that because, you know, there's nothing easier than to lose someone in your life that you had actually, you know, put so much into it. So the toughest decision is to say, how do you move on from that? How do you become stronger and how do you rebuild your life from that? And the funniest thing is that, you know, through my life, you know, even though I was sitting there wondering, you know, what's going to happen, I always had this vision to say, listen, I have to pick up, I have to go, I have to build strong, you understand? And uh, it's funny enough, the Lord actually had the very same plan for me. Because when I met my beautiful wife in Cape Town, you know, it was a time where I've decided that, you know what, I'm letting the Lord just drive my life. I'm letting the Lord just decide, you know, where I'm going to go. And the Lord was saying, no, I was waiting for you to relax. You understand? Because you're trying to take control of this thing, but you're not in control. I'm in control. As soon as I let go of so many things that I was holding on to, you know, then, you know, the most beautiful thing happened. You know, that I was given a second chance at love. I was given a second chance to, to, to live the life I wanted to live. And uh, basically, that's how I met my beautiful wife. You know, it was a time when I realized that, you know what, maybe I'll just stick this out on my own. And then, boom, it happened. And that's the beauty about, you know, the Lord working for you and the beauty about how, you know, when you get your most support when you least expect it. And since then, it's been beautiful between us. We've grown stronger and, scr and strong every day. And those are pretty much the challenges that a lot of people face in this world. You know, a lot of people have trouble moving on from so many traumatic experiences. So this is kind of one of those things that says that, you know, life does go on. You know, you do, you do pick up the pieces at some point and say, listen, I'm going to collect myself. I'm going to move forward. The funny thing is that people don't believe in themselves and they should start doing that more often because, you know, if I did it, they can all do it, in my opinion. Let's talk about Imbogodo to your right, yes. because she had the option not to do any of that I that you put to her. Yes. She moved not only from Cape Town to Joburg and found herself in a family setup, mm -hmm. literally from one night to the other. Yes. She then crosses the Atlantic to make a home for you and your two beautiful daughters. Then you wake up and go to work. Mm -hmm. She does the school run, and she comes home, and she's on her own. Siabulela. Let's talk about those moments where the decision itself now was starting to occupy your mind. Is this what I really came for? Because when you were there, at some point you were alone for the majority of the time for a day for quite a while before the puzzle pieces, yes? Before the puzzle pieces <laughs> yes. began to make sense and be put together. Yes. So I think for me, um, there was a lot of euphoria around going to America. You know, it was a dream come true. It was a huge opportunity for our family. So I didn't think of what's going to happen when I get there. <laughs> so, so, you know, when I got there, then the reality struck me. My husband was at work. The kids were at school. And now what do I do? So it was not easy, but I decided the first year when I got there, I got involved with the World Bank Family Network, as well as the McNamara Education Fund. Uh, World Bank Family Network basically helps uh, all the families that come from all across the world to, you know, settle in and um, they help. So sort of orientate them on where to find certain things, how to, for the spouses, to help the spouses on how to apply for various uh, jobs. And um, I also worked uh, at, uh, like, just basically consulting, uh, pro bono consulting, at uh, the uh, Margaret McNamara Education Fund, which uh, basically, um, you know, uh, 
helps uh, women from around the globe, uh, sp- specifically in developing countries, actually. Um, they, they assist them with, with grants and um, furthering their education to go back and plow back into the developing countries. So that's I spent my time doing that, and, you know, that occupied a lot of my time. And then I decided to, the following year, I decided to uh, do a short course at uh, Harvard, um, just to, you know, to gain more skills in development communication. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was like, you know, in Washington, D.C., let me also develop myself. And obviously I was there to support my husband, but, you know, I needed to also start, you know, uh, building myself and, um you know, education for me is is, is uh, the best pos- policy, and I believe you know it's better to just continue, um, you know, developing yourself there. Um, so, but most recently, I got an opportunity to consult the World Bank. Yes, after after all the trials. <laughs> so, but b- b- prior to that, you know, it was uh, it was very it was very tough. Uh, it was. Uh, there were moments where I'd slip into a depression. Uh, so it, it was a very testing. So it's not easy living abroad, away from all your support system, away from family. Um, but you just need to be strong and, uh, you know, stay focused and have a vision of what you want in life and go grab it. So that's what I decided to do as well. <laughs> that's a necessary story that you've told us because yes. everybody will focus on the idea, especially those yes. who are home, mm-hmm. will focus on the idea that you in America, they'll mm. focus on the dollar and what mm, the dollar can purchase. Exactly. And they might focus on that one picture where you are smiling at the top of some national monument in D.C. Yes. and think that represents everything about your stay, especially when you're a diplomat in Dumiso. And of course, it was hardly anything like that. But let's, in the four or five minutes that remain, let's talk about the fact that something you often tend to downplay, and I think this is quite an important attribute to you as the diplomat, because that is a core responsibility, but also the support system at home now in your wife and your beautiful daughter. You were what we refer to colloquially as the ambassador, because you were able to open up your home you were able to bring together all the medley of South African persons who were there. Some were employees, some were in the foreign services, some were students like myself, some were ordinary employees, some were expats who hadn't been back in the country in 20 years, and every now and then they just wanted to have a South African experience, a mixing amongst African people. Your home was that, and your wife enabled that. And that is something which is quite critical, especially as Asake was saying, Siabulela, that is, is necessary for those who don't have that kind of support system. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I, I really do appreciate that uh, about my wife because uh, we got an opportunity to, especially uh, in Washington, D.C., because the file I was given uh, in, in Washington, D.C. was particularly dealing with uh, public diplomacy, which is part of uh, engaging the American public on our foreign policy. So um, a lot of my work uh, even there had to deal with about speaking about this great country called South Africa, the beautiful country called South Africa, but not only the country, the warm people um, that South Africa, you know, uh, that that come from South Africa and that are South Africans. Uh, but what I got to find when I was there is that, uh, well, Dumiso, you work for the government, um, so what else are you going to be able to say? So you would find that um, the most authentic experience that you could be able to provide 
to the American audience is for them to meet incredible South Africans. So for me, I tried as much as possible to reach out and be able to meet these amazing South Africans. There are a lot of South Africans that I got to meet uh, in, in, in Washington, D.C., you know, uh, the great family that we have here, very good friends of ours who we met through a mutual friend. So we went the way back and uh, got to meet you there, got to meet many other amazing people that are doing excellent, excellent work. So uh, having my wife allowing me to do that, it was really fantastic. And I really, really, really uh, enjoyed most of all being able to meet incredible South Africans. No comments from you, Mrs. Gadi. Your legal career, you're back in the country now. This offers you an opportunity to be the lawyer, the hardcore <laughs> lawyer in you. Yeah, um, it definitely does. Again, you know, the world is getting um, smaller and smaller. And, you know, this is what it was all about. I, I think that when we look at our history, this country's history, and um, what, you know, the traumatic um, experience that a lot of people who sacrifice their lives for the opportunities that we have now, we owe it to our generation and we owe it to um, our families and um, the people back home to, to do our best to be able to, to bring the world to South Africa. And um, we owe our best to be able to, to work hard and to inspire other people to know that it is possible. And um, yeah. Possible it is. And just from me to you, the Mgadis, thank you so much for opening your home for the couple of nights that you were able to really assist me because without your being there and without the kind hospitality that you were able to offer me, I probably might not have had the opportunity of spending a whole year in D.C. as a student at George Washington University. Big you thumbs welcome. up to you guys. Appreciate that. Very welcome. Bon vous, you guys were my elder brother and sister in the true sense, in Siabulela's case, certainly. But you guys are now back, recuperating, three weeks to go before you get back after the summer break. School starts, the World Bank work doesn't stop. But let's enjoy the opportunity of your being here. What's it like being home after being away for so long? Siabulela? It's so refreshing. It's a breath of fresh air, honestly. Um, you know, it's been two and a half years, so um miss the food. <laughs> the food is great in South Africa, guys. It's honestly the best thing ever. Um, so miss the people, just, you know, speaking um, your language. Um, yeah, it's just um, South Africa is very authentic and, you know, it's a very rich uh, country. So it's, 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 it's lovely just being here and the people are friendly, the people are warm. And that's not something that, you know, you find on the streets of <laughs> DC. But uh, yeah, so I'm happy to connect. I'm, I'm looking forward to connect with um, all the family and friends and just, you know, energize myself before I go back home, you know, back to school. And um, yeah. Thank you. Udlungi, the final thoughts from you? Yes. Uh, so I'd like to concur with my wife. Uh, mm -hmm. that, uh, you better. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the, the thing is, this, you know, we see all of this stuff on TV about how the outside world looks, about how great it is. But sometimes you don't realize how beautiful our own country is. And, you know, because on our side, we always concentrate on so many, you know, negative aspects of it. And uh, the truth is, once you go abroad and you're actually, you know, living abroad, you get to start missing, you know, the small things that you didn't realize were very important in your life. You know, like things like family, you know, things like even small things like Ichisanyama. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> you, mm. you start mm. remembering Ichisanyama. I mean, like we landed yesterday uh, morning. The first thing we did 
is to go buy chicken licking wings. <laughs> <laughs> so you know those small little things you take you take you take you get to realize that like listen you know we actually have so many good things you know things that we could actually be proud of in the world that we could actually show off. But uh, yes, it's great to be home. Uh, it's great to have uh, everyone around us again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Ndumiso and Lungelo Mgadi, Mr. and Mrs. Lungelo. Lungile and Siabulela Bonvu. Thank you so much. You guys have done yourselves proud. You guys have stuck the course. Your sacrifice and your patience, your sacrifice and your patience and love for each other is certainly what has gotten you here. Long live and may everything that you dream for yourselves and for your families indeed materialize as consistent with the efforts you have put in all up to this point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. That's it. Power couples. They're young, they're beautiful, they're African. It's 2144. It's time for our daily soapy, The Jigsaw.